entertaining and informative. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Alexei Navalny, that's the big story, dead at 47. Before I get to Peter King, let me get uh, my news guy, who has really developed into um, a mix of Charles McCord and Connell McShane. He's been that good. That's a huge compliment, and that is Noam Layden, who Bernie once uh, fired for uh, Juliet Huddy. <laughs> Son of a bitch, Bernie. Yeah, Bernie that day said he knew nothing about it ahead of time. Well, Bernie's lying, of course. <laughs> he, he's not here to say. But, right. He yeah. was he was right there with me for that. Right. <laughs> well, look who is here to say. And look <laughs> yeah. who's throwing. Hey, right under the bus. <laughs> right. Well, Bernie's not here. But throwing also, a dead oh, man under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, I met with Bernard that morning, and I was I was hoping Bernard was going to talk me out of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Then he was not. He, he, he wasn't no part of it. Said quite frankly, if I had enough of no, well, that's terrible. <laughs> wow, too bad you couldn't do anything about that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. Okay, Wines is I'm the guy going to honor Bernard next month. I knew it. March 23rd, I believe. I'm going to see. Uh, going to go to the grammar school uh, where they're actually going to put a scholarship towards Bernie's name, which is beautiful. So I'm the guy that's going to be there. But just because he's dead doesn't mean we can't tell the truth about certain things and. It's easier to blame him for a lot of stuff now than me. Yeah, right. <laughs> you don't believe it? No, because you told me at the time that you, <laughs> you were the reason I got fired. <laughs> no, actually, Bernie was like, nah, don't get rid of him. He's a good guy. I'm, I don't really trust his son. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I don't even remember the conversations. <laughs> now he stopped himself. Yeah. Sid, Sid goes, hey, I think it was Craig Schwab. He was really the bad sure, guy. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Uh, what's the deal with Navalny? Dead at forty-seven. What's the whole story here? You know, he was this opposition leader who went after Putin uh, with lampoon the Kremlin and called them crooks and thieves. Uh, they had tried to poison him a few times over the year. Not clear who it was. He was behind bars and uh, collapsed this morning. He was going for a walk. This is what the prison system said that he was going for a walk. He collapsed unconscious. The medics raced in to try to revive him, and they weren't able to 47 years old do you think they got him again more poison in the prison so uh zelensky came out one of the first people world leaders to speak out and we're hearing from all of them now zelensky said it's obvious that putin had him killed behind bars of course zelensky's gonna say that he's in a war with russia right but i actually believe zelensky in this case one of the few times i believed anything from zelensky anyway my next guest loves zelensky and uh he is uh one of the well, the greatest politician, him and Rudy, in my lifetime, and I mean that. The great congressman out of Long Island, Homeland Security, and, of course, a dear friend of the Rosenberg family, my friend Peter King. Pete, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning, Senator. Uh, let's say, you know, I'll be joining you March 23rd at that event for Bernie, uh, you know, by Long Beach Catholic. It's uh, a great honor. He deserves it. His family is phenomenal, and uh, Bernie loved that area so much. He loved that school, so it's a great tribute. Oh, I'm glad. You know, now that I think about it, of course you're going to be there. And um, I think, Pete, that's in Island Park, where my buddy is, Steve, yeah. he's got Jordan's Lobster House right there. I think Pete's Clam Bar is there. Pete's Clam House is uh, right there, too, right? Yeah, I, I, Island Park is a great community. That's where Al, Al D'Amato is from. There's so many people. It's a real solid community. I was fortunate to represent it for about 20 years. It was great. Great people. How far is that from your house? 
it's probably about a half hour drive. Okay. All right. Well, let's get to the other business at hand, and that is uh, the Pillip loss. Now, um, I think it's unfair uh, to blame you or Joe Cairo or Anthony D'Esposito, but, um, you know, let's let's have an honest conversation. You and I are great friends, yeah. and I love you. I think the world of you. You are getting beaten up in a bunch of places. I think people want to hear you say, you know what, uh, in, in retrospect now, that was a bad choice, but something tells me Pete King is not going to say that. No, first of all, nobody came forward with a better choice. I mean, we had all the Queens Republicans in, National Republicans, sat down, we asked, asked the National Party for advice, and the consensus was there was 22 people on the, that came in <coughs> uh, to be interviewed, and the clear choice was that Mazi was the best candidate. I think she was the best candidate. I still believe that. It was a tough race. By the way, with all the criticism, she did better in that district than Donald Trump did running against Joe Biden. So she ran a strong race considering everything. And also considering that they spent ten million dollars more supporting Swazi than uh, the Republicans did. So is it there... because of national money? No, Not because I... of local money. Right. Was, uh, Hockey and Jeffries. I heard as much as eighteen million dollars went into that race against her. So when you look back though now, Peter, he, he did spend twice as much. And you and I talked. We had great conversations leading up to election day. Some of the issues that the voters had, quite frankly, I know some people that did stay home. I'm not going to lie to you; they didn't vote for Swazi, but they stayed home because she was still a registered Democrat. And and um, there were some other issues. Uh, even I just uh, say that yeah. is not you. Anyone who says that that is the dumbest argument. They stayed home. I was here. You have Swazi agrees with them on every major issue: the police, the border. Uh, everything involved, education, every every possible Republican issue, she agrees with them. And Tom Schwarzy was on the other side. So by them staying home, they would rather have Tom Schwarzy in Congress than her because of her party registration, which she was going to change after the election anyway. But it means nothing. Her record has been 100% Republican. And the county legislature, she voted for every Republican bill, 100%. She supported every Republican candidate she was asked to support. She never did anything for the Democratic Party. So for someone to zero in on what your party registration is, we should have been bragging about the fact that we had somebody, the Democratic Party, sign up with us to run against Swazi. You know, it never bothered me, and I endorsed her very enthusiastically for weeks, and it never bothered me, but unfortunately it did bother some people. I think it's silly, too, because she did stand for everything Republican. But, you know, when you look back now, Pete, and you really take a good look at this race, Swazi... He really campaigned as a Republican, too, didn't he? Totally. He totally campaigned as a Republican. He also campaigned with my picture on all of the campaign ads and the <laughs> TV commercials. He's yeah. very, so I was running for Congress. You wake up in the morning, my face is all over the television. Curtis Sliwa, yeah, Curtis Sliwa actually blamed you for the loss because your picture was on all these pamphlets. <laughs> yeah, we filed a protest against that. Swazi refused to take it down. You can't make him take it down. Uh, but to me, it was you know, bad form because, yeah, I worked with him and any number of Democrats and Republicans on issues involving New York. Everyone who's doing their job does that. But clearly, I was for Mazi 100%. I was for her when she first ran for the county legislature two and a half years ago. I saw her as being a future star. She's everything that you could be looking for in a candidate in this day and age. She's literally an African-American, a refugee from Ethiopia, a member of the Israeli army, came to the United States illegally, is raising seven kids. She stands for all the principles we stand for. And uh, to me, I thought she'd be a good candidate, especially since there was nobody who matched her in stature who was, who was willing to run. And that's, that's really, to me, it's bad form after the fact 
to be criticizing someone. If she put her heart and soul into this race, I mean, I don't know how she did it. Rosemary is so jealous. She said, how can any woman look that good after being up at 5 in the morning and campaigning till midnight for six weeks in a row, except on the Sabbath. Wait, 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 wait. On the Sabbath. Well, in all fairness, Pete, we're going to be honest, a lot of these criticisms were not afterwards. They were before. I mean, I can't tell you how many people said to me, and again, I went in enthusiastically because I liked her as a person a lot, a lot, and I wanted to win. I wanted that Republican seat. I wanted you guys to succeed. But whether it was her difficulty communicating because she is all those different ethnicities and nationalities, she's not a great English speaker, whether it's because she's a registered Democrat, uh, people were talking about that before she lost, in all fairness. If these were Republicans saying this, they should be ashamed of themselves. They should have been out there campaigning for turn all those things into assets. We are the party of legal immigration. We are the people who don't care if you're a black or a woman or what you are. We're going to go for the best candidate. They should be using that for not trying to tear it down. So after the fact, they can say, oh, you should have nominated somebody else. Who do they have? These are, these are people sitting in the bleachers, sitting on the sideline. Who was their candidate? What were they going to do? Were they out there campaigning in the streets? Why would they do it? They were doing nothing. So, but um, yeah. one of the other criticisms, Peter, was the ground game. I mean, I kept hearing Swazis here, Swazis there. Now, yes, she had some great rallies, some great events, and you were there for all of them. To your credit, you worked your ass off. Uh, Joe did, and Curtis, and Paladino. All you guys worked your ass off, but she wasn't really going door to door, especially in Queens. That was another criticism. When you look back at that, does that carry any weight? No, let me just tell you as far as Queens, okay? And I'm going to try to start a fight here with Queens. fact is, the Queens leader was at all the meetings that Joe Cairo had, okay? So he signed on to all of this. As far as the volunteers, there was nothing done in Queens by the Queens organization. Joe Cairo had to send in 150 volunteers from Nassau County. On the, on the Saturday before the election, 150 people from Nassau County in there helping uh, Vicky Palladino. There was no Queens organization, as it turned out. We were sending in... Cairo sent in tons of literature and signs to Queens, and then Vicky Palladino tells us the week before election day that it was never given to her. They were holding it somewhere at some headquarters. Now, when Cairo heard that, he sent in another load of uh, 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 campaign material, signs, everything, to Vicky, and then sent in 150 people we took out of Nassau County and sent them into Queens. We assumed they were doing their job, and apparently you know, they weren't when Vicky told us about it. Then we sent in volunteers. As far as the ground game, we were knocking at every door throughout Nassau County. And a part of that was Swazi saying that. Swazi was going to events all the time. She didn't take part in all these debates he wanted to be for every local civic club. But she was going door to door. She was campaigning in different neighborhoods. As far as Queens, you know, Nassau is Queens. Queens has their organization. Basically, you, you take the cue from them. And whatever she was asked to do, she did. She spoke at one of uh, Vicky's rallies. But she was out there morning to night going through the streets. And it was Swazi saying she wasn't anywhere, but she was. She was doing everything she was asked to do. And, again, I don't know how she uh, did it without being run into the ground because she was just killing herself. Cairo put everything into it. We had events after events. And as far as the neighborhoods, we had hundreds of people out, not just the weekends, but during the week. Easy on weekends, a thousand people out going door to door for her. Well, Pete, you're going to have to answer to uh, Vicky. Vicky, uh, like you said, had that rally. And she loves you. She spent a good, I'm not exaggerating, Pete, two minutes on this show. The whole city heard it, saying how much she loves and respects you and, 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 and went out of her way to make sure she made that point before she made this point about the guys on Long Island. You know, we did one rally, and uh, my foot soldiers, there was no place for them to go to pick up what they needed to push her name out. 
so slowly I was getting, you know, in my own mind, being a full-time councilwoman, tried, urged them, if they want to really win in Queens, this is what they need to do. And it wasn't followed through on. No. So, you know, the lousy 6,000 votes she took from here or whatever it was, it doesn't lay at my doorstep at all. And I won't, you know, it's, it's what they did. So now we got to think about going forward. Well, hold on. Let me stop you right there. Let me stop you. So, so it sounds to me, and the reason why people love you is because you're a beautiful woman, but you got a set of balls. I mean, it's 2024. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. So it sounds to me like you're placing the blame on her lack of success in Queens on that Long Island machine. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. That's Vicky Palladino's answer right there, Pete. Okay, well, listen, I, I love Vicky. I totally disagree. The Long Island organization, she calls it, you know, it's Joe Cairo in Nassau, it's uh, Jesse Garcia in Suffolk. Those two together have the greatest record of any Republicans in the country. We have won every race in Nassau County over the last four years. This time, Cairo is sending in all the material that Queens wanted. It's not our fault that they didn't use it. I mean, what did what more could Joe Cairo do? He had to go in and bail out Queens by sending in 150 volunteers because they couldn't do the job. When Vicky had her big rally in Whitestone, half the people there were from Nassau County. Cairo did everything to be asked to do. So I don't know how Nassau could possibly be blamed for this. We any money was raised locally was raised by Nassau County. All the materials were sent in by Nassau County. When she says she has no place to put the literature, that's in Queens. Joe Cairo's not going to find a headquarters for in Queens. I mean, Vicky's been the council. There. They have their county chairman. You assume when Cairo is sending in tons of material that they were going to put it somewhere. I mean, he was relying on them. That, if there was a mistake made, it was relying on Queens to do the job. We had sent in 150 people the weekend of the Saturday morning before the campaign, before election day, were from Nassau County. We were, we were working in Nassau, 1,000 committeemen, and then another 150 we had to send into Queens because they weren't doing the job. And I'm not talking about Vicky. Vicky was out there campaigning. I'm talking about as an organization, a ground game. We had it in Nassau, and then we had to move it into Queens the Saturday before the election because they weren't doing their job. All right. So somebody also told me, and I wasn't listening, Peter. So, you know, I, my first uh, reaction is to defend you because I love you. And I mean that sincerely. But I was told by a bunch of people a couple of days ago that you went on with John and Rita and you were blaming Donald Trump to a certain extent for the loss. And I would just say this. I know how you feel about Trump. I know you voted for him. I know you love his policies. I also know you've gone kind of sideways on him over the last year because of some of the things he's done and said. But I would say this. I don't think it's a good idea, especially now with the traction that Trump has, murdering the Republican field and beating Joe Biden to go after Trump if you want to win any Republican race. So I wasn't listening, but is there any truth to that? No. And I'll tell you what I did say, critical of Donald Trump, is what he said after the election. When he took that cheap shot at Mizey Phillips, he called him a, a foolish woman. Where was he during the campaign? Did he throw any money into it? No. And for him to say that if, if she had endorsed him publicly, she would have won. Donald Trump has the worst record of any president, any Republican president, as far as candidates. In 2018, we lost the House by more votes than any time in the last 50 years. That was the first two years of Donald Trump's administration. In 2020, we lost the Senate because of his political malpractice going into Georgia. So for him to say that somehow she should have wrapped herself around Donald Trump and it would have won the election, she did better in that district than he did. So that's, I, I was mad at him. I thought it was a cheap shot after the fact to be criticizing a woman who put her heart and soul into the race 
with $20 million spent against her, calling her a crook and every name possible. And she stood firm, never complained. She smiled on election night. She didn't complain. She didn't claim the election was stolen from her. She did what she had. And for him to say, you shot at her, he's the guy dividing the party. Why didn't he say, she ran a great race. She's part of the future. Let's stand together. No, he attacked her. And all these people on the sidelines, mind you, you know, uh, Teddy Roosevelt said, it's the man in the arena that deserves the credit, not the guy, that, you know, the cowardly people standing yep. on the outside yep. throwing yep. shots. No, I know. Uh, a lot of folks think that part of the reason why Mazi may have lost in Queens is because she was black. I guess they're calling Queens a racist borough. So so wrapping up the, the conversation about Mazi and moving forward, and I know you've already said this, but I want to hear you repeat it. There is nothing, nothing you regret, nothing you regret about, A, selecting Mozzie as your candidate, and B, whatever choices you made to campaign right up until Election Day. Nothing. I'm saying that Nassau County and Joe Cairo did everything possible. Mozzie did everything possible. And I'm not blaming. The only reason I'm even talking about Queens is they brought it up. I'm saying Cairo did what had to be done. Mozzie did what had to be done. I don't know if she would have won anyway. It was a tough race against a very entrenched candidate who had the entire uh, Washington and New York establishment behind him. In Mozzie's case, uh, it took two weeks before Washington came up with the money. In the meantime, Swazi built up a lead by having two weeks of almost uninterrupted ads, uh, which couldn't compete with what Mozzie had locally. Finally, we got the money in in the last few weeks, and it it was down to the wire. And yeah, but but, but it wasn't that close. I mean, that that was part of the issue too. Even O'Reilly said it yesterday that he wasn't surprised she lost. Either was I. I mean, to be completely candid, you and I are best friends. I said the yeah. day before thought she was going to lose, uh, but she I lost. Heard, you heard it. The, but she lost by every, but she lost by eight points. Right. Which, by the way, President Donald Trump did when he ran that district. But anyway, <laughs> apart from that, now it's serious. I, mean, you I, I, would have, I would have said it beforehand. He's attacking her, so I'm just no. responding. Oh, but explain this thing. But you said it was going to be tough for her to win. Well, explain to me how George Santos won by five points. First of all, George Santos is a low life. I don't know why you give him oxygen. Any guy who, who abused the memory of 9-11, of the Holocaust, he is either a mental case or an evil person. Either in either event, nobody should be saying any good words about. All right, so so you, so you don't agree. You you don't agree with Santos that the congressman on Long Island should pay the Republicans back ten million dollars. I, I, I don't even listen to George Santos. He's an evil, stupid, crazy person. Nobody should be giving him oxygen. If, we, if he had not if he had not been around, this would have been so much better. We had to get rid of him because that was he was toxic on Long Island. There's no way that Garbarino or Esposito or La Loda could have won this year. If they had him hanging around their neck, he's an evil, stupid person. All right. So listen, before we move any further, okay, we've got another yeah. guest on the line. I guess she's been listening. And uh, if she's mad at me, I don't care because I, she said it. I didn't say it. I love her to pieces, but don't give me that crap. But the Vicky Palladino's on the line, and maybe she wants to uh, tell you what she meant, what she said. I don't know. So put her on here. Let's get uh, Pete <laughs> and Vicky on the phone at the same time. Uh, Vicky, Peter King is on the phone. What do you want to say? Hello, Sid. Good morning, Hi. Peter. Hey, you uh, doing, Vicky? Good to see you. Good uh, talking to you. Uh, good talking to you, too, Peter, and I hope we continue to chat. Uh, yes. But, uh, yes, you did bring people in 100%. And, uh, however, we've had multiple conversations through this entire campaign about what Queens needed in order to take and help Mozzie win 
18% of her district here in Queens. You know that. We talked about it. So what I want to do is just correct the record for the record, what you're saying right now, because we talked about the resources. We talked about what we needed, a small campaign office, so that the people were able, ready, willing, and able to go out and campaign for Mozzie if they had a place to go to pick up lawn signs, not in Ozone Park. We needed them here locally, and uh, we didn't get that. I wanted women to phone bank. We didn't get that. Uh, more hey, about that's a job to get phone and what my that's was able to do for Mozzie, and we didn't get any of that. So please don't say that, and I don't want to hear from Nassau saying that Vicky Palladino didn't do her job. No, I don't know, Vicky. I've been a point of saying you did work hard, but I'm saying Cairo sent in I more. I didn't work hard at all. I, I didn't work hard at all because I wasn't given the resources in order for my team Wait. to work hard. For okay, that, that is that joke. He sent all the resources you needed into, into Queens County. They didn't give it to you once they got to Queens. But Cairo gave you everything you needed, the signs, the material. As far as getting a headquarters, I mean, I don't know how you couldn't find some storefront. That's not Joe Cairo's responsibility to go in and find a storefront. And well, well or, we couldn't pay for it out of our pocket. We needed the funding to come from Nassau County. What were we supposed to pay for it? A storefront for eight weeks? Vicky, there is an organization in Queens. I guess the organization didn't follow through. But here's the other thing. The first time yeah, don't you lay it on me. Don't lay it on me. That's my point. Don't lay Vicky, it on me. I didn't lay me. anything on you. I didn't lay anything on you. I'm saying that the job was not done in Queens by the organization. And I'm also saying that the first I heard about it from you was two and a half weeks before Election Day when we met in that restaurant in Queens. And Cairo was never told about it before. He assumed if he's sending in all his tons of material that you had a well, place to I, put it. I made it I, well, I just want to clear the record. I don't want my name dropping out of anybody's mouth. And I've said that to you guys from the very beginning. When Nobody in Nassau County has ever said a bad word about you. Joe Cairo had you there on and election night in the place of honor. And every event during the, during the campaign, Cairo had you up front. And you, you were there. Right. You spoke at his and event. I, and, I, and I did say, look, I, what, what did I say? I just actually, because it was such a poor showing in Queens, and I had nothing to do with that poor showing because I did not have the resources that I needed in order to do my job. Because Vicky, let's be honest. Were, that's, a, when, that's an internal problem in Queens. That's that, not Joe Well, that's call. something that, like I said, that's something that needs to be discussed with yeah. the Queens organization. Exactly, please, exactly. Please keep, please keep me out of it. I want to stay friends with Nassau. Vicky, I I never, you're the one who brought up my name. Yes, I never said a word about you. The Queens organization no, did, not do, okay. did uh, not do the job. Cairo sent everything to them. They didn't give it to you. That's not Joe Cairo's fault. <laughs> Right, and and when I said when I asked for it um, a, a thousand times because I know you know how I work and you know how well I could do what I could do. So and my my group that works with me, my team that won me five elections, five. Okay, the last two uh, being the seat of city council. When my team works, it works on its own and it works well. And if I would have had the resources to do my job, my team would have. Well, all I know, Vicky, job. is Joe Cairo gave all the resources that were needed. The fact that the Queens chairman didn't get them to you is not yeah, Joe Cairo's fault. But, but Pete, you got to understand here. 
what I'm hearing constantly is the name Vicky Palladino. So please switch, that, please, please switch that out to the Queen's organization, all right? Not Vicky Palladino, because Vicky Palladino does her job, and Vicky does her job very well. I, I, I so challenge you to call. find one word. That Joe Cairo or anyone or I said about you. We've said nothing but good things no, about you. Okay. Just, by you. just make sure. Let's just make sure because I want to remain friends with you. We became good friends. I want that to continue. And I'm getting text messages that uh, Peter King's talking about you on the radio. No, 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 no. no. Here's where I'm going to jump no, no, in. No, 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 no. Good things about you on the radio. No, no, hold on. I'm, I'm going to jump in here, Vicky. And you know what? Be yeah, honest with you. I, I love both yeah. of you guys. Peter actually, much like you did yesterday, you went out of your way to say nice things about Peter. Then you lame based in Long Island. He uh, he said, "Hey, I love Vicky. Vicky worked hard. He never ever you, ever Peter. mentioned your name." See, nobody, nobody said that to me on the text messages. Yeah. That's why I called in. So my yeah. apologies and stop texting me, everybody, on with things that aren't true. Yeah. There you go, Peter. Now, Pete. Now, 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 by the way, Pete. Now, Pete did send me a personal text, but I didn't read it on the air. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Vicky, don't be so- sorry you called in. This was some of the most epic radio in the history of New York. So thank you so much. You know <laughs> Why not? This is what we should be doing. I totally you agree. Know, this yes. Is politics. This is what we should be doing. Open, honest conversations. And you know Great. what? The more we know, the more the people know. You understand? This is all about, infor- I'm all about informing the people. And this way they, could, they vote properly. I educate. And you know what? A banter back and forth, I think, is something that should be actually done in our city council like they do in Parliament so that we could go back and forth and actually hash things out Agreed. and maybe get something to work. All know? right, Vicky, thank you. Thank you, Vicky. Thank you, Sid. All thank right, you, baby. Peter. Thank you. Have right. a great weekend. You too. Okay. And you too, Vicky. <laughs> yeah, let me just say again, Joe Tyrus, everything Vicky asked him to do, he sent material, and the fact that there's a problem within Queens that they didn't cooperate with Vicky is another thing. And we never said a word critical of Vicky. In fact, Tyra, at no. her request, sent 150 people last weekend. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking up for you 1,000%. That nobody, nobody has said a bad word about Vicky Palladino. They've been uh, critical about Queens. They've been critical about Long Island. Uh, but especially you two, Pete and Vicky, uh, your names have been uh, left out of this. So now the question becomes, Mozzie did lose this one. But now we go to the, the election coming up in November. Have you guys already started a short list of candidates uh, is there a chance, uh, even though a lot of people hope it's not the case, that Mozzie will run again? Maybe you can convince Lee Zeldin. I don't know. You guys starting to think of potential candidates for November. Yeah, I'm sure we'll be looking at all candidates. We're looking to see how the lines are going to be. Uh, they, they sort of come out last night, and it looks like Long Island has not been changed much, but the Democratic state chairman now wants to go to the legislature to have those lines changed. So that's going to depend on how those districts look. Uh, if there's, if there's a, a, a more Democrats put into Swazi's district, it would make it harder to uh, you know, to win. Uh, so, and we have to be, make sure we uh, realize so, certainly Anthony D'Esposito. Remember, he overcame a seventy-five thousand uh, dollar, a seventy-five thousand vote edge the Democrats had to win his seat. So, no, we've been looking. At, but we did this in again somehow this idea that Cairo imposed a candidate. We went to Queens. Give us any way you have. If Vicky wanted to run. I'm sure she would have been strongly considered. My God, she wins big in the Democratic district. As far as the other candidates, we had 22 people come in, all be interviewed. This was no boss-made decision. And uh, Mozzie was the best candidate we had. I think if more people on the Republican side had gotten behind her and not be taking shots at her, 
saying because she wasn't a registered Republican, therefore they were going to somehow sit it out. They should have been praising the fact. Yeah. This shows how an open, you know, what a big tent Republicans have. They were able to get a, a, a Democrat to come over. And she she ran twice as Republican and won. So, I don't, again, Kyra will look. I will look. All of us will look. It's an open, uh, we have a very, despite what people think, a very open process in, in Nassau County. Cairo is a strong, tough leader, but they also go through all of the possible candidates. We want to win, and that's why we won everything. We have won every countywide race. Every town and city in, in Nassau County is now under Republican rule. That was not the case. We took back four state Senate seats. Nobody works harder or is more dedicated than Joe Cairo. If other people, and not Vicky, but I'm just saying, if somewhere the ball was dropped outside of Nassau County, you can't blame Joe Cairo for that. If anything, we can blame Cairo for sending so much material into Queens that we could have used in Nassau. We were sending them thousands and thousands of pieces of campaign literature, of signs. And then we had to take 150 people of our people and send them into Queens yeah. Saturday before the election. Yep. So in the final 30 seconds, it, this is personal for you because you guys made the decision. You can, you can distance yourself and say, Hey, I'm just part of a, of a, of a machine, a committee, but you know, your name is kind of attached to this. And, um, you know, you were such an amazing politician. I know you've, you're enjoying retirement. You're great on this show, great on John's show. You've got other jobs, making some money, but, uh, because your candidate, not just yours, but you guys lost. Is there anything that's burning inside of you that says the only way I can make this right is if I come back and run in November? First of all, I've, I've been spending more time in court than Donald Trump. My wife is me for divorce. <laughs> and I've been, <laughs> no, I, I, actually, Rosemary, in, in a week of moments, I say, now you should get back in there. No, no, I, I'm not running. It's time for a new generation. I will do all I can for the Republican Party. Fair they will nominate you, Sid. They will have you run. No, 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 thank you. Danielle would kill you. You know, Danielle would kill you. But on a serious note, uh, that was, yeah. uh, that was great today. Thank you for coming on. I know you guys will make the right choice again in November and we'll take another shot at it. That's all. But I love you. Great job. We'll talk again very great. soon. Great job, Sid. Thanks. You too, Bye. Pete. Thanks. There he is. Peter King.